Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out the gates, ready to go. OutKick 360 underway. Thursday edition is here. With Chad Withrow, I'm Jonathan Hutton from 6th and Peabody. With Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Jam-packed show today. Reacting to the news of the day, which is what has turned into one of the all-time great coaching feuds, Nick Saban against Jimbo Fisher. Chad, good afternoon. What a glorious day (laughs) it is in a feud worthy of professional wrestling with Nick Saban and now Jimbo Fisher going completely unadulterated, honest on Nick Saban on his past, said the guy needed to be smacked when he was a kid. Uh, Talked about a a comparison to Satan at one point, uh, luring God. Uh, There's so many things to get into with this, Hutton. It truly is incredible, uh, this back and forth. I can only think of a couple of press conferences that were equally as, not not as good as this, but maybe on par with it. Bobby Petrino in a neck brace was a big one. Uh, Not college football related, but college related. The butt chugger at Tennessee. That was another great press conference. Lane Kiffin's hastily uh, scheduled press conference on his exit from Tennessee was another great one, but this one really takes the cake. So we're going to dive straight into the the news of the day. Um, So coming up, Trey Wallace of Outkick.com is going to join us uh, with reaction to the Jimbo Fisher press conference, which was a response to Nick Saban from last night. We will also have Armando Salguero, who has been tweeting about this as well. We'll get into some NFL headlines with him. That's coming up in hour number two. Third hour of today's show, Billy Lucci of TexAgs.com. Uh, perfect guy to have on today, From by the College way. Station. He will join us. That's coming up at 420 Central, 520 Eastern. Billy Lucci uh, will give his perspective on what is all taking place. Let, let's set up what we're about to listen to. Because normally, in a press conference setting, we would pick out two or three highlights and play them for you to set up what would be a discussion on the show. But the the, the presser today, this morning, was too good. And what what I mean too good, you can't pick out highlights. The entire thing was a highlight of napalm with Jimbo Fisher going at Nick Saban. Last night, Nick Saban, speaking at a countdown event for the World Games, was asked about NIL, name, image, likeness, transfer portal, and specifically mentioned Texas A&M as a program that was buying players. That then led to Jimbo Fisher, former coach under Nick Saban, to then hold a press conference this morning in response, where to say he didn't hold back is an understatement. You'll first hear from Nick Saban with the, the cut where he discusses A&M and the accusation that they have bought their their players. Buckle up. And then you will hear Jimbo Fisher sit down at the podium this morning in College Station with his response. 
and you've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Coach, uh, like to respond to some comments made last night in Alabama? Uh, yes, I would. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. And they broke state laws. They're, they're, they're all money. They're, we bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. And it's ridiculous. But when, when he's not on top and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job. The whole organization of recruiting people. It's despicable that we got to set at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids and their families. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. It really is. And it's a shame we have to sit up here and have this conversation about things we do. And it, and it personal to us? Yes, it is. It's personal to A&M. It's personal to our players. It's personal to our coaches and everybody involved. And I know the guy. know him really well. It's amazing that we're allowed to do those things. It's really despicable. And I, and I hate it for our players who are coming here who did things the right way, have done things the right way, and will continue to do things the right way. I apologize to you that people insult you publicly the way they're doing it. And our fans, I, I, I apologize to you guys for people saying those things about Texas A&M. But I promise you this, there are, no, there are no violations. There are nothing wrong. It's the second time we've had to do this with grown men who don't get their way and want to pout, throw a fit, and act up. Just go ask all the people who work for him. You'll know exactly what he's about. I always said this. My dad always told me this. When people show you who they are, believe them. He's showing you who he is. Questions? Uh, to the left, Olin. A couple of things, Jimbo. First of all, have you had any contact with Nick since? No. Uh, oh, he's called. You just didn't take the call? Not going to. We're done. And uh, He shows you who he is. And then I just wanted to. He's the greatest ever, huh? And then I just wanted when you to. you got all the advantages, uh -huh. it's easy. And I just wanted to uh, just put it point blank. So no players in your, you're saying that no players in There's the There's no, no re laws of anything any we ever or? promised, done, anything that goes against the laws of the state of Texas, and it's insulting to say a 17-year-old in his family broke laws. No. 
down front, Brent. Y'all have both spoken so highly of each other in the past in terms of what y'all have done in your previous relationship. So how disappointing was it to hear that from him, you know, in terms of, you know, a mentor type to you It's disappointing. Well? No, I wasn't. Now, listen, you coach with people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things. You coach with other people and learn how not to do things. There's a reason people don't go, I ain't went back and worked for him with opportunities. Coach back behind don't the lines. associated with it. Coaches, uh, is this an area where you would want to see the league office and the SEC, the commissioner's office, get involved if, if coaches are putting out specific accusations yeah, of that's violence? Their job. That's, their, that's fine. I'm sure they will. They'll reprimand or say something and we'll move on, I guess. But this is about our players and Texas A&M and the people who work for and the coaches here. That's what this is about. Make a mistake. We're not going anywhere. We have still a lot of work to do. We're not where we want to be. This is going to be a great program, and we're building it into a great program. Any other questions down front, Travis? I know everyone saw the initial post from Slice Bread or whatever, but where do you feel like this is, is coming from? You got me. Slice Bread. <laughs> well, but, I mean, when coaches say that, come on, man. Especially, never mind, the operation and tactics of certain people who say them, anybody who coach with him know them, anybody out there in this business knows it. Amazing. Just and, go where he's been. And I know that you don't necessarily, you can't have the, the conversation with people who do NILs or have that contact, but would you like to see the, the, the collective that, that, that does support I would like to find unified rules across this country to put things in place. That's what I want. And what, I don't know what those are. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. I don't know what the antitrust laws, all those bylaws, so the government need to step in because this is these things here. And what's funny, in that talk, right before he said that about us, wasn't he soliciting funds from the crowd? It's amazing, wasn't it? To the left, Rob. Well, when you walk on water, I guess it don't matter. Howdy, Coach. Um, so you've told us how you don't look at social media. How, tell, tell us about when you found out about – I'm right here, Coach. Mark Robinson called me. Okay. And, and how important was it for you to, to have this press conference so that you could defend your players and your I'm not program? defending anybody. I'm just giving you the truth. Because I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide, and our program has nothing to hide. It would be interesting if everybody could say that. Down front, Brent. Is there some thought on – collectives, you know, schools, programs, collectives, universities, collectives. Are you aware of what they do, how they go about it, and no, so I'm not. forth? Okay. So not you involved have no in knowledge of any of They have collectives. Of... I know there's a collective here. I don't know who's got what, when's got what. I had no idea last year. That is not what we do or what we're about. I was going to say, that's by design. you saying, hey, I'm staying out of this. Yeah, I mean, how am I going to? I mean, I have no sponsorships in those things. And that's the truth. Well, you, listen, I'm going to tell you one thing. You can, you can call me anything you want to call me. You ain't calling me a cheat. I don't cheat and I don't lie. So I learned that when I was a kid. If you did, the old man slapped you side of the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. Yeah, that's one you. thing you don't. Now you're fooling with their name. That don't, if you're fooling with Texas A&M's name, you're saying with those kids' name and our name. I'll put it with any of them. Front left, Olin. Uh, Coach SEC. I, don't, I ain't into that. I wasn't raised that way. Yeah, Jimbo, SEC spring meetings are coming up, the media days in a couple of months, and then October 8th. What do you think that's uh, 
be is it, is it going to be awkward? And well, awkward about what? When you have to face it or have to. I don't mind to... confrontation. <clears throat> Live with it my whole life. Kind of like it myself. Anything else, uh, Rob and Travis? Backing away from it wasn't the way I was raised. Coach, what do you, what do you say to your players about something like this? Keep doing the right things and believe in yourself. And, I, and I'm sorry that people say those things about you. But I will defend you because I know nothing was wrong. That's what it's about. Talking about setting examples for players and creating value and all that, all those good, you know, talks we have, he has. You know what I mean? Live it. It's amazing. We'll go Travis and then Brent. When you, when you talk about uniform legislation. Setting a hell of an example. When you talk about uniform legislation, would you like to see that the schools be able to have a little bit more ability to? I, I, listen, I'm not, I, I don't know that. I don't know what's right. I just, it just needs to be uniformed across the board. And it's hard because the government's going to have to get involved with it. I'm not into that. I just know that what we did was nothing wrong, was not done the wrong way, nothing was promised, nothing was deal, and we didn't buy every, we didn't buy any players. You've been in this business a long time. A long time. Seen, and seen it's, a it's, lot it's, of things. It's disgusting to what we're into right now. Especially by the people who are throwing the darts. We have no glass in their house. My question was, is this the most upset, disappointed, angry you've been about something in your coaching career? It's despicable for what it does for the sport. And the operations, the way things were done the other way, when the parity was there, like we said, never has been parity. Certain people never followed the rules anyway. No, I didn't say that. It's a made a statement. All right, Coach. Appreciate your time. Thank you. That's Texas A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher from earlier today. Chad, that's the third time I've watched that in, in its entirety, and I'm still left going, what what did we just hear and, and see? Because no one, no one goes at Nick Saban like that. And we just saw a coach connected to the Saban tree go full blowtorch on him this morning. The moat around the emperor's castle has been blown up <laughs> and people are storming the castle right now. And the emperor in this regard is Nick Saban and he's the one living in the castle that now everyone is about to invade on Nick Saban because he has put himself on an island. There is an honor amongst thieves in this profession and don't kid yourself. They all do it. Anyone that plays at the highest level has been involved in something or known of something that was an illegal inducement to get a player at some point. So while I love the honesty from Jimbo Fisher, I'm also not going to sit here and act like Jimbo Fisher and everywhere he's been has been the most or morally upright guy right. in terms of NCAA legislation. It's ridiculous to say that. Now, Jimbo Fisher hints at plausible deniability. I know we have a collective here. I don't know what they do. I have no idea what's going on there. That's ridiculous. That's, that has nothing to do with what we're doing. I mean, he knows what's going on. Now, he's probably smart enough to not get in there where he's going to be guilty of something. Right. If they were going to connect it to someone, it's going to go to the collective, and that's fine. But for Nick Saban to act like we didn't buy a single player, I mean, just take it. If you're a fan of Alabama, if you're a fan of any other team, if you're not a fan of Alabama, you probably hate Nick Saban in Alabama. 
And if you're a fan of Alabama, you're probably going to defend anything Nick Saban says and treat it like gospel, like something Paul's writing in the New Testament every time Saban speaks. So let's take a step back and just actually use our brains for a second. Nick Saban says, we didn't buy a single player. Do you really believe that? Everyone out there, Nick Saban hater, Nick Saban lover alike, of course you don't believe that. When Jimbo Fisher acts like nothing has ever gone wrong at A&M <laughs> and no rules, do you believe that? Of course not. Both these guys are breaking the rules. Here's where I have the big problem with Saban starting this. I don't know if he's done this for so long that he actually believes the, his own mythology around him, and he truly has talked himself into believing that nothing goes on in Alabama around his program. Because that's ridiculous. And Jimbo Fisher said it time and time again without giving you details. Go research it. Go look in his past. I served on his staff. And for that guy to call us out for it is ridiculous because I know exactly what happens in his program. Jeremy Pruitt just got the book thrown at him at Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt spent years as Nick Saban's recruiting consigliari. Do we think that Jeremy Pruitt just learned how to cheat when he got to Tennessee? Or maybe some of that was going on at Alabama. Take your heads out of the sand for a, a moment. Let's and rewind just, it with Butch Jones. Let's, let's with start. His staff. Yes, let's start by acknowledging that. Well, Butch Jones wasn't a good enough coach to even make it count. But let, let's. No, get, I'm saying his recruiting staff and connections to the Alabama staff from the past. Oh yeah, with well, guys that that he would bring in. But I mean, let's let's just acknowledge that Alabama cheats. Texas A&M, they they probably cheat too. But now Texas A&M, what they're doing is Nick Saban wants to talk about we got to get back to where there's parity. What NIL has done has actually given some parity for those fan bases and programs that have a highly motivated and wealthy alumni base that want to get in the game with Alabama and Georgia and Clemson. And now they actually have a chance, a, a program like an A&M. But taking all that aside, things said during this press conference by Jimbo Fisher, despicable, said that over and over. We do things the right way at AM. Not fully buying that, but we can talk to Billy yeah, Lucci about both that. Both coaches are saying that. Um, the narcissist in him, fully buy that with Nick Saban. I, again, he's a narcissist. Uh, he's a control freak. He's almost, he almost sounds insane, to be quite frank with you. He sounds calm on it, but he seems like a guy who's talked himself into believing something that's total delusion about him and his own program. Uh, he said repeatedly, go dig into his past. Um, the second time we've had to do this with other grown men, from Jimbo Fisher. That's a reference to Lane Kiffin and his recruiting day press conference where he talked about Texas A&M. When you have all of the advantages, it's easy. How about that? Alabama, the, the allegation there is wherever Nick Saban has been, LSU, Alabama, he had all the advantages. Not sure that I completely buy that, that he has all the advantages, but certainly he has a lot of advantages. There's some oil advantages taking place in A&M. And no doubt, and they are flexing those advantages now, and Nick Saban had a problem with it. Now, I also totally believe, Jimbo Fisher, that the genesis of all of this angst from Nick Saban is the simple fact that he feels threatened. Uh, he did not get his way. He lost to A&M in the game this year. They didn't win a national title, and he lost in the recruiting rankings, and he brings that up. We finished second. They finished first, and we didn't cheat. We didn't buy one of our players, and they bought all of theirs. This is Nick Saban sounding like a petulant little boy that's going to take his ball and go home because something didn't go his way. I believe Jimbo Fisher when he said that. And here's the other area, Hutton, as I wrap up with my thoughts here because we've got a lot of people that are going to come on today to talk about this. Um, 
Two areas that Nick Saban's been attacked with now that he has no defense for. Jimbo Fisher attacked him with kids, and Deion Sanders attacked him with race. Deion Sanders tweets in response to Nick Saban claiming that he paid a million dollars for Travis Hunter, the number one player in the country. This is a tweet from Coach Prime. You best believe I'm going to address that lie that Coach Saban told tomorrow. I was awakened by my son, Shador Sanders, that sent me the article saying that we paid, in all caps, at Travis Hunter Jr., a million to play at Jackson State. We as a people, in all caps, don't have to pay our, all caps, people to play with our, all caps, people. So, Deion Sanders playing the race card. There's going to be no great comeback from Nick Saban on that about, you know, Nick Saban basically asked the question, why would any great player want to go to a historically black college and not major college football? And then over and over again, and you heard it when Jimbo Fisher started, how dare you attack these kids? We're talking about 17-year-old kids, Hutton. 17-year-old kids and their family. It is despicable that someone would talk about these 17-year-old kids. There's really no good comeback from Nick Saban on this right now. Hutton, I'm very interested, and we'll talk with, with Trey Wallace about this too. Are we going to see an apology from Nick Saban? This may be the first no. time in our career that we see one. No. I think we just see silence from him. Nick Saban tried to apologize by calling Jimbo Fisher, and Fisher said in the presser he's done. There's not going to be any apology from Nick Saban after that. He's just going to go silent? Well, he'll speak again at the SEC spring meetings coming up. I can't wait. I can't wait for his response. Coming up with us, Trey Wallace joins the discussion. We continue to recap the back and forth uh, in what is one of the all-time great SEC coaching feuds that has come to light with Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Uh, should also throw in uh, Jeremy Pruitt, coach with Jimbo Fisher at Florida State as well. Uh, so he's getting the best of both worlds. Uh, and apparently if Jimbo's so great, Pruitt didn't learn very much uh, from his time at, in Tallahassee. Or did he learn quite a bit from the man who took to the podium today with Napalm? Uh, we've got Wallace uh, straight ahead first, though. Aurora Nutriscience, Outkick 360, partners with Aurora our trusted partner that keeps us at Outkick 360 mentally sharp and healthy. Aurora delivers your supplements where you need them the most, your body. You're seeing VitaLifeScience.com. V-I-D-A-LifeScience.com is the website. This is where you can see more information. Our Outkick 360 season ticket holders, if you're listening right now, you qualify. You receive a 15% discount with the code OUTKICK360. Typical pills, capsules. Uh, for your supplements, not well absorbed. In fact, most are only absorbed in small, very small amounts. But here is Aurora unique cutting-edge nutritional and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes that ensure greater absorption in the body's bloodstream. I use the vitamin C, the vitamin D3, glutathione, and more. Simple single-use packets. Grab and go in the morning, morning. Take them with you throughout the day. Uh, very simple to use, and you can benefit from everything at the, at the website. VitaLifeScience.com is the site. 15% off with the code OUTKICK360 at VitaLifeScience.com. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. 
and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. It was one of the greatest press conferences we've seen from an SEC football coach going at Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, earlier today. Uh, you know it's a what just happened, what did I just watch moment when Lane Kiffin will tweet out and say he's left speechless after what he saw. <laughs> Outkick 360 rolls on. Trey Wallace not speechless with uh, his coverage of this at Outkick.com. Trey, in summary, how would you describe the morning of recapping everything that you heard from Coach Jimbo Fisher today? I mean, I don't know. I started this thing off at like midnight last night uh, going through Nick Saban's comments and then kind of figured something was going to come out with A&M and then all of a sudden, they say, okay, Jimbo's holding a press conference. And I'm like, all right, he's about to go all in. This is about to get very interesting. Um, you know, I, I guess we'll start with, with Jimbo. You know, I, the way that he came out and, and went at Nick Saban, um, it wasn't – it was surprising with the force that he went at Saban. Okay. But it wasn't that surprising that he'd come out and, and he'd take up for um, the recruiting class and the players that are coming in, the players that are still there. I think it was the tone and the language that he used in his press conference is what caught everybody off guard and the way that he attacked Nick Saban. Um, you know, I've spoken with a couple different Power Five head coaches today, two of them out of the SEC, and they weren't surprised that, that Jimbo did this because this has been building up. You know, you, you go back and, you know, I, I actually spoke with Lane Kiffin earlier. He wasn't surprised at all uh, that Jimbo did this. But you look at, at – what he's doing as well. It's kind of funny too. Like he went in there and he denied anything that was going on at Texas A&M. And it reminded me of when Hugh Freeze sent out that tweet and said, Hey, look, if you know of anything going on inside of our program, <clears throat> please email this link and we'll follow up on it. So like Jimbo went all in on, there's nothing going on with this program. And I get it because he's trying to go back on what Nick Saban said. But then you're also setting yourself up down the road for like, okay, hey, we, we, we found this in your 2022 class. We found out this player received money when he wasn't able to or supposed to. It's just been a crazy, crazy 14 hours. And I, I, the way that the SEC is now in, in these rivalries between these two schools and recruiting, it's just going to continue to go up a notch. But I think what caught everybody off guard today, Hutton, was the fact that you had – over the last 15 hours, two head coaches openly talking about recruiting disadvantages or advantages and saying, you know, one coach saying this team paid for all their players and then another coach coming out denying anything ever went on. And you got fans wondering, like, what's going on? Like, like, how do we get to this point? So it's been crazy. I love it. I mean, I, I love it. We got spring meetings in two weeks. I'm excited. Now. Yes, no doubt. 
I'm interested in how things got to this point between those two. Because Saban, is, he, he's mentioning problems with name image likeness and the portal and the, the free-for-all aspect of all this. But he's not directly naming a bunch of programs. He's being very direct at the program in College Station. And normally, when you have a coach from your tree that goes on to become a head coach at any pro- program, but especially if they're in your league, we don't see this happen. So Saban going directly at Jimbo Fisher and then Fisher's response, I'd love to know where things really disintegrated over the years to get to where we are today beyond just one recruiting class. Because this, to me, has a feel of more than just one recruiting class. And, and talking with some folks, I think it started once he touched down in his plane in College Station a few years ago. Um, he, he, he made it a point that he was going to get Texas A&M recruiting, you know, back to what it should be. They're, they want to contend for championships. Um, I think last night, you know, I, I, I spoke with somebody about this in, in the SEC, and I asked him, I said, do you think Nick Saban just got on this rant? Because he went for like six and a half minutes. I said, do you think – Nick Saban got on this rant last night, and then all of a sudden he just decided to go in on Texas A&M because he had gotten too far in already. And, and they brought it up, and they thought, well, yeah, you know, you don't see Saban going after other teams like this because how do you hide the stuff that's going on inside your program? Because let's not act like Alabama is spotty clean. They're not, just as much as Texas A&M is not. So you're going after one coach, and saying that they're doing this and they did this on the recruiting trail, but you're also pointing it out, which was very interesting to me that he did this in Birmingham last night with Nate Oates sitting next to him, nervously shaking his leg like crazy because he was so popular. <laughs> we we haven't even hit that part of it yet. Chad's mentioned this off air, but you're right. Continue, but yeah, you're right yeah. to bring that up. Yeah, and, and, and so you, you look at it overall, I think there has been a, a – Jimbo pointed it out when he's when somebody one of the reporters said something about you know you you're going back and forth with with one of your mentors and he was like no not a mentor Bobby Bowden was somebody that I looked up to Nick Saban was somebody I wouldn't want to work for again and have had opportunities in the past and have not gone to work for him again so I I really think this popped off once he landed in College Station and we got to a point now where Texas A and M. They did a lot of things with their 2022 recruiting class. NIL was involved in that. I don't. Here's one thing too. Jimbo Fisher got up there today and said, "Man, I don't know anything about collectives. I don't know anything about NIL." Dude, stop! You have got to stop acting like NIL is a not is not a part of college football anymore. That's one of the problems that he's running into because he's catching himself. You can't tell me you don't know what a collective is. Don't do that. That that just that's just speaking horrible. And what you're also doing is you're setting up for other coaches and other programs and now start leaking stuff out about Texas AM and how that went down. I just think that he he handled it in the right way in the sense of coming out and defending his program. I thought last night Nick Saban went about it the wrong way when he attacked Texas AM and then just put them in the spotlight at 11.30 Eastern time last night and sent the college football world on fire. Yeah, no matter how you look at this, Nick Saban looks bad uh, in this whole deal, and he's going to have all of college football going against him because I mentioned it before, Trey, You know, there, there's honor amongst thieves in this profession. In a cardinal sin, it's always been this way. 
and people can agree or disagree, but when you are a whistleblower and you call someone out specifically, especially when you've done a lot of the same stuff, people will turn on you and hate you. And this will be a part of Nick Saban's legacy. I really think it's that big of a story. He will always be remembered in that profession as the guy who stepped out of turn and spoke out when his program has cheated in the past also. Uh, by the way, Nate Oates' face, it looked like the scene in Old School when Will Ferrell, as Frank, is dancing with his bride on their wedding night and the curse word is said in the song and he kind of gives that look around like, what, did I just did I just hear that? You see right when he said, we didn't pay anyone. Yeah. And he looks up like, really? <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't pay anyone? Nate Oates is probably thinking, uh, I've got a five-star basketball player from Nashville that we paid for. I'm pretty sure you paid for a few of those five stars, Nick. But that, Trey, that's what I want to ask you about. Nick Saban has been consistent about problems with NIL. People wouldn't disagree with Saban. Most people wouldn't on issues with NIL, and you got to get it under control to some extent. Where he really stepped out was naming A&M by name and then having the audacity to say, we didn't buy a single player. They bought every player. We bought no players. To me, that yeah. was the, the, the leap in logic that was incredible to witness when I first saw the video. No, all those players that went to Alabama, it was about, well, I think it was one of them from Tennessee that went to Alabama. They just all went to Alabama just because. Yeah, it was look Alabama. at these soulless jackals that went to A and M because only because of the money, not because of the coaching or the program or anything else. And all of our players just they wanted to come be a part of our culture and nothing else. No inducements, nothing to see here. That was unbelievable to watch. You know what I took it as last night, and and I don't know if this is the right term, but I'm just going to say it. I felt Nick Saban was a rat last night. He talks about rat poisoning all the time and all that stuff in the media. I thought he was a rat last night because you don't do that in college football. Look, if we really wanted to, and if, and if SEC coaches in particular wanted to next week or in a week and a half in Destin, they come out to every media member down there and hold a press conference and say, okay, well, this school is doing this, this school is doing that. They're paying players, you know, and have other schools come at us if they want. That's pretty much what Nick did last night. He became, In my opinion, he became a rat because here's what we don't see. We have not seen in the past coaches openly coming out and talking about the stuff that has been going on in Tuscaloosa for years now. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news for Alabama fans. You didn't just put this all-star lineup together of five stars running in the 3D just because it's Alabama and Nick Saban. Okay, money is flowing around everywhere. Money is Tennessee was just under investigation, still under investigation technically with the NCAA. Texas A&M's doing it. LSU's doing it. Every school in the Power Five conference, there are some kind of inducements to get them to that school. So let's let, let let's just throw that out. The big thing is though, Nick Saban was the one that ratted on somebody else in the conference. I never would have thought it had been Nick Saban. Of anybody, I've never would have thought Saban would have been the one to stoop to that level and say, well, this school's doing that. This school paid for all their players. Bro, if somebody really wanted to down there in Tuscaloosa, maybe I'll make a trip. They could find out who's been paid and who hasn't been paid by the University of Alabama to play football there. So what I'm getting at, you're setting yourself up. And I said this about a and and I said this about Alabama. You're setting yourself up now. For somebody to start digging around and figuring out how much money maybe you paid a potential player down the road or, or to get them to the university, you're going back and looking at past transgressions. 
That's why you don't bring this stuff up because you have a gentleman's agreement between coaches that, not to talk about it. You might not like what Jimbo's doing. You might not like what Lane's doing. You might not like what Nick Saban is doing. But you damn sure don't go out there in public and talk about how much money these players are getting paid at this certain school compared to other schools, and we don't do this. Because right when you just said, we don't pay players, you open the floodgates. That's the problem Nick Saban has now. Now look at him as a rat. He's a good coach, but he's a rat. October 8th, this fall, A&M at Alabama. That is going to be epic. What what do we think Kirby Smart's doing today? (laughs) Sit back and... Counting out that recruiting class and, and feeling good about life. I mean, well, I wonder, I wonder yeah. which side he's on of this. You know what? I, I, the side of not ratting out the coaches in the SEC. You know, and and I I look at Kirby Smart and the way that he handles himself with the media. Sometimes he gets a little agitated with certain questions, but you know, he is one of the guys that is not fully into NIL. And I get that, but you haven't seen Kirby Smart come out and absolutely blast it. What he said is, well, we got to embrace it. It's here. It's not going anywhere. We can't do anything about it. And he's also not making any kind of accusations uh, towards schools, not even naming schools. So that, like, that's the like. It's still like we sit here and we talk about it right now, and it still blows my mind that Nick Saban would get on a stage in front of supporters in front of the people down there at the World Games event in Birmingham with Nate Oates right next to him and just say those words that Texas A&M bought the recruiting class. I think it's important to, note, important to note, though, what Saban ultimately said in this, aside from mentioning buying the recruiting class, is he wants guardrails, regulations for NIL. And he had Jimbo Fisher say the exact same thing in his press conference. He had Jimbo... Right. Re- say the same thing moving forward where, you know, we, we need regulations. We're abiding by the state law. We need a governing body coast to coast with all of this. So Saban did have the guy who just beat him echo exactly what he said outside of the fact that he, you know, doesn't pay for players, but A&M does. I mean, he also made a good point, and, I, and I, Saban made a good point. He he's probably shouldn't have named the schools, but he, when he was talking about Miami, yeah. Uh, in the situation down there. Like, you know, he said, look, you know, and I'm paraphrasing and I'm sorry, I don't have the exact quote, but he said, yeah, they're paying $400,000, but it's not against the law. So right. the NCAA can't do anything about it. He made a good point with that. Now, he didn't have to go blast Miami. He could have said, well, some school's paying this kid amount of money, but the NCAA can't do anything about it because it's not against the law. He just started spouting off names with Jackson State, with Miami, with Texas A&M. So he went on full blast last night, and now he's going to have to deal with the repercussions, which I don't think he cares about personally. But it'll be very interesting when we get down to Destin in about 12 days and Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban are walking into that room with other head coaches. Hopefully Greg Sankey just pulls a prank and puts them right next to each other. And see, Trey, I think that he cares a lot, and it honestly surprises me how threatened he feels about all this. A guy with all of his national championships – and to have that program where he has it right now, and it's still the second best recruiting class in the country. And if you believe Nick Saban didn't pay a dime for it, and they still finish second with other programs around him spending money, why is he so threatened by A and M? Because this, to me, it strikes me as he is threatened by other programs that are suddenly recruiting at a better level because they're using NIL to a higher level. 
Isn't it interesting that he's threatened by by Texas A&M and not Georgia? No, you could have easily came out and, and said something about Georgia last night if you if you wanted to. Um, you look at A&M and what they were able to do and how they came on the scene and how they were able to land the number one class in the country. And, you know, I, I think that he does feel threatened by them. And I think this is – that was his way. Like I said, I think he went overboard last night from maybe what he originally was going to say. And then he just – he felt so – I'm going to use agitated as the word since we're on this show about what A&M is doing or has done or where they are in the recruiting rankings right now and what they're doing currently that he does feel threatened by them. This is a changing of the guard in college football. And I'm not talking about A&M. I'm not talking about these other schools. I'm talking about in general, the way of college football right now with NIL, this is a changing of the guard. This is a new college football. You're going to have teams that are going to come up out of nowhere and catch maybe Alabama, you know, uh, the the Clemson's, Ohio State's, and Texas A&M is one of them. So maybe that's why he's tripped out a little bit about seeing, okay, well, they're really climbing the rankings here. This is getting interesting. And then, you know, you hear rumblings about how it goes down. But the same stuff that went down in, in Aggie land probably went down in Tuscaloosa. So it, it's hard to differentiate, you know, you can't just say, hey, one school's doing it, but we're not doing it. You're just opening yourself up, and I, I think that's where he screwed up. And I, I look, I applaud Jimbo Fisher for what he did with the press conference. I think he opened himself up a little bit with some of his comments about no, not knowing about collectives and about the recruiting and all that type of stuff. But hey, I mean, it's it's drama, and I'll take it. Trey Wallace, you can follow him on Twitter at Trey Wallace underscore. Read his great work at Outkick.com. Trey, keep up the great work, and we will chat soon, maybe tomorrow, based on the headlines of today. We'll see. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Trey Wallace there. And again, check him out at Outkick.com. More on the Real Housewives of the Southeastern Conference next on Outkick 360. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You can find us on Twitter at Outkick360. Give us your thoughts on... <laughs> on everything that's gone down today with Texas A&M and Alabama and the, the press conferences. Epic day for Jimbo to call a press conference in response to what Nick Saban said last night. Here's another takeaway, though, Chad. Think, think about what the, the simple fact that Jackson State is being mentioned in the same story as Alabama and Texas A&M tells you the impact of Deion Sanders in Division Two. That, to me, is a storyline. Like, not the fact that Saban's mentioning that they paid a million dollars for Travis Hunter, but the fact that he's mentioning Jackson State as the team and program that paid a million dollars for Travis Hunter. That's crazy. Yeah, and that was one that was really dumb of, of Saban to go with that because basically he's saying, why would anyone go to Jackson State? Which I understand the thinking behind that, but I don't know that I would have gone there if I were Saban. It kind of redirected around his point. And Barstool's uh, the one that put that out. 
Yeah, when well, he first went there. Barstool's the one, though, that denied it. You know, they immediately said it was a million-dollar deal from Barstool, and they said, we did not pay this kid anything. He's doing something with them with NIL, but it's not anywhere near a million dollars, was the, the report. Um, but it wasn't to go to Jackson State, is what Barstool said. But um, also, that's totally within the rules yes. of NIL. Yes. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, um, unless it was a pay-for-play deal where the NCAA would then step in, there's nothing Saban can do about that. Well, and Sab- Saban also except said... Except for talk about it. He also said, we're probably going to have to start doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said at the end of what he, when he was wrapping up, you know, well, we didn't uh, buy anyone, but, I mean, we're going to have to start getting in that game, I guess. The bottom line is that eight five-stars that Nick Saban wanted all went to A&M, and he's bitter about it. And right. he lost A&M, and he hates Jimbo Fisher, and Jimbo Fisher hates him. Keep in mind, Hutton, you asked, you know, I wonder what Kirby Smart's thinking right now. Kirby Smart respects Nick Saban and likes him, and there's not a lot of animosity other than just the general competitiveness of the two, two men leading great programs right now. Uh, Jimbo Fisher has not coached with Nick Saban since early 2000s at LSU. There's a reason for that. And Jimbo Fisher said, I've had chances to go back and coach with him or do things with him, and I won't. And uh, you know this, this is why. He showed himself to be who he truly is last night with all of this. Look, I'm here for the genuine animosity between the two. But, I mean, I, I saw someone on Twitter point out, you know, well, let's keep in mind that Jimbo Fisher turned Free Shoes University that Bobby Bowden started to Free Lobster and Crab Leg University when he was there. Uh, so let's not act like he's some saint no. in the college coaching world, which I, I agree with that too. Uh, bottom line is here, Nick, Nick Saban looks bad. Hutton, I asked you at one point, do you think he'll apologize? I agree with you, he's not. The apology was coming to Jimbo Fisher. I just think he answers questions about it as best he can and, and tries to move on right now because he's got egg on his face right now from pretty much everyone. Well, but what he's saying is not incorrect. Like, what, what about what he said other than naming Texas A&M goes against the code? Well, that's, but the code is all that matters because, yes, well, the they, code they, is out of, uh, there is no more code. They agree on, well, the code is, the, the, the code has nothing to do with who's paying. It's not calling out the person who's paying, especially when you're paying. <laughs> that's the issue that I, that I have with it more than anything else is we didn't pay a dime. They paid everything. Give me a break. Yeah, that's the violation of the code, and that's the well, story. The other liar they is Jimbo want- Fisher, who also said that he didn't know anything about it. Right. But both of them look foolish. Both of them had egg on their face in that regard. But we'll lead Nick off Saban with started. more next. Outkick three sixty.